Coffee Conversations with Cinti is brought to you by Influential, the new strategic consultancy that takes the guesswork out of influencer marketing for your brand. We provide much-needed strategic crafted frameworks on how to implement campaigns specific to your brand needs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fabulous edition of Coffee Conversations with Cinti. We are coming at you straight from Santon, South Africa. Uh, and today, as usual, I've got a very special guest in the studio. But before I start speaking to her, please go and hit the subscribe button so that you can follow our conversations uh, most closely. And don't forget to download this and other episodes on iTunes and Spotify. Um, Fon Rogers, Hi. welcome to it. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming through. Uh, hope you'll enjoy a cup of coffee after this. I see you okay. only have a glass of water for now. So far, yes. Uh, all right. Okay, we'll <laughs> sort that out later. Don't worry Correct. about it. Please introduce yourself, what you do, where you're from, and yeah. Sure. So, uh, my name is Fawn Rogers. Um, I own a digital marketing agency called Social Incubator. Okay. Uh, we specialize in social media marketing, uh, but we also look at sort of the holistic, have a holistic approach to marketing as well. So we look at um, everything um, from influencer marketing through to um, Google AdWords and right. everything in between. But our speciality is social media. Uh, how long have you been exposed to influencer marketing as an agency? So we started about five years ago and we were right. quite early adopters of influencer marketing. Um, I actually started off as a blogger myself. So ah, I've got okay. experience on both sides yeah. um, of the, you know, being an agency and being an influencer. Um, so that's kind of how I started working with influencers okay. and yeah, just watched it grow, uh, evolve over the years yeah. and to where it is now. What has been some of your learnings from struggling this from both sides of, of the coin? So I think um, one of the main things I learned is starting off as a blogger or influencer, yeah. you kind of have your own objectives and Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. What you want to take out of the campaign or exactly. from the brand. And the brand has their objectives and sometimes they don't actually align. So you yeah. both kind of get a bit disappointed at times. Okay. So I think over time it's really building those relationships with influencers and really finding out like, you know, this is what we want you to do for our brand, but okay. also what are you expecting from our side uh, so that we can work successfully together so that everyone is on the same page. Yeah. Um, over the years, influencers have become a huge part of social media yes when would you consider introducing influencers into a marketing mix for a client so usually what we do is we have a um, an always-on strategy and then we okay. do a couple of campaigns a year depending on budget and depending on sort of key dates for the brand you know if they're launching a new product All or right. if something's a special occasion yeah. uh, like Mother's Day is coming up and we want to do something spe special around that yeah. so um, it's within those campaigns that I start to look at influencer marketing to kind of amplify whatever we're doing in that campaign yeah. so uh, recently it was Valentine's Day and we did a little Valentine's Day campaign um, with some influencers and that was perfectly timed with the launch of a new product so that's when we looked at it yeah. and then going forward we go, we re uh, go back to our always-on routine and oh, okay. maybe in a couple of months we relook at using them again. So it's kind of, you know, spikes up and down throughout yeah. the mix. Um, yeah. Okay, you, you spoke about being in, um, one of the first few to jump into the space uh, from the onset. Comparatively, what would you say is the market's views on influencer marketing? 
comparing then and now? Yeah, so I think South Africa, as always, is a little bit behind in the <laughs> marketing <laughs> okay. world. Um, yeah. So I think overseas um, influence the game has changed, I mean, dramatically. And yeah. they've really got it down on how to work with different influences. Um, but in South Africa, I think even though it's been around for a long time, brands are only just starting to wake up. Okay. to the fact that this is something that they should consider okay. um, and with that in mind I don't think we've done enough experiments for it to kind of evolve and adapt so for example um, affiliate marketing is quite big overseas okay. and we still so new and influence again that brands kind of the affiliate marketing is, is something relatively new still to them so I think we've still got a long way to go here okay. which is great because it means that it's going to take a while for the influencer marketing strategy to sort of stagnate yeah, and, and what has been your experiences working with, with influencers? So I think working with influencers for me... How easy is it? How difficult yeah. is it? What, what has it been like? Yeah. yeah, so I think the most important thing for me is selecting the right influencers. And okay. once you've done that, um, it's pretty simple. But selecting the right influencers isn't always easy. Yeah. So if you know the game and you know the influencers, um, like I said, because I've been an influencer myself and I know the industry quite well, okay. I'm relatively... Um, well versed in selecting the right influencers but when you're not very exposed to the market and you come in yeah. you know the first thing you do is look for big numbers and pretty exactly. pictures um, <laughs> and then you start to go down the wrong road and it becomes very difficult you don't see a return the influencers like I said before become yeah. a, a bit apprehensive because they're not getting their side of the deal and it's it becomes very complicated so I think yeah. it's it depends how you approach it it's either difficult or or pretty much easy. Yeah, yeah. And do you prefer to deal with influencers directly or partnering with the specialists in the field? Uh, definitely what partnering. Definitely okay. partnering because they've already got the relationship. So, you know, as me, um, as an agency who doesn't work with influencers all the time, I've got, now got to approach an influencer, okay. introduce myself. There's that whole trust building. And, yeah, and you know, it takes, takes time. It takes it? time and yeah. it doesn't always work. And, yeah. you know, the, the specialist agencies um, have those relations already. That said, small clients don't always have the budget for. Um, you know, for the agencies, so then you do have to di deal directly just to kind of cut that sort oh, of strategic okay. cost out. But definitely, I prefer to work with specialists. All right, and what are your views on a return on investment? There's this talk that goes around that yeah. you really can't track a, a rand for rand in terms of your influencer marketing campaigns. What are your yeah. views on? On the return inherent in the space. Yeah, so I think it depends on your objectives. First of all, what are your object objectives for yeah. the campaign? Um, is it brand awareness? Is it um, uh, lead generation? Is it growth? Is yeah. it whatever? You know, brand awareness is very difficult to track because how do you track how, you know, yes, you can track reach and those sort yeah. of metrics, but it takes time for um, word to spread and for credibility and all of those sort of things. So that's hard to track. But if your campaign is purely based on you know sales as a target then you can yeah. measure that pretty easily yeah. so it really depends what your um, your objectives are that you're going to get a return on all right and with your experience what are the critical in, uh, ingredients to drive influencer marketing or to get it right um so that goes back to selecting the right influencers and i think yeah. a lot of people Let's still think there. size matters and it really doesn't um, right. i'll give you an example recently we did a really small campaign we chose four micro-influencers. Their followings range from about uh, 4,000 followers to about 9,000 followers. Okay. Our 4,000 follower influencer got at least three times more engagement. We got direct sales, we got uh, collaborations, okay. we got 
we got so much. The and nine it makes the client very happy. Very happy. It's it? a great return, and, yeah, you know, and we probably will work with her going forward. Yeah. The the influencer with nine thousand followers did her post, did her bit, and moved yeah. on, and we saw no return from that. And that All just right. shows you that the size. You know, I, I actually prefer working with slightly smaller influencers because they're more enthusiastic and they they kind of want to prove themselves a bit more. So yeah, definitely who you select plays a big role in success of the campaign. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of size, what are your your views on macro versus micro versus nano influencers, especially within the context of the South African market? Yeah. So again, I think we still got a lot of experimenting to do okay. because everyone wants to work with the micro the macro influencers if you've got budget, of course. Yes. Because if you don't yeah. have budget, then that just cuts them out right away. Um, but if you're working with the macro influencers, you're obviously going to have a bigger reach, and in theory, it's um, it's better. Yeah. But they also work with a lot of different brands, and you kind of I feel like sometimes your message becomes a bit diluted because okay. you know they're talking about this alcohol brand, and the next day they're talking about that alcohol brand. So yeah. did they really like the first one? Or, oh, oh, and I think people, to, yeah. yeah, and I think people see through that. So. Yeah. For me, um, whether you're working with macro or micro, you need to make sure that it's, it's the right person and going forward, there's some sort of relationship so that you kind of build that, um, you know, almost like get to like a, an ambassador program where they yeah. really do believe in the brand and their followers can see that and then you get really, you know, sort of authentic content as opposed to, yeah, post once, everyone likes it and sees the product and maybe you generate some sales, but yeah. the long term, the long tail sort of effect isn't there. Yeah, and, and from where you sit, uh, does it look like influencer marketing is, is growing or is tanking? It's definitely growing. I think it's um, it's gone through different phases. I think it's gone from being this, you know, abstract um, marketing tool that people yeah. experiment with and some people had good experiences and some brands didn't oh. and then it kind of slowed down and now all of a sudden it's picking up again and I think we really now at the peak of brands getting involved with influencer marketing and really seeing the results. So it's definitely growing and I think it will grow and like I said earlier, adapt and change yeah, as it grows. As it grows and, mm. and are brands increasingly looking to obviously increase spend in the space? Yeah, I think so. I think with guidance, I think brands are still... Or um, the operative being guidance. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, especially like some of the brands I work with are sort of small to medium-sized businesses okay. and influencer marketing is still so foreign to them. So, you yeah. know, I'll introduce the concept and kind of explain why I think it's um, a good strategy for us to implement yeah. and they kind of trust me to to roll with it but if there's not that sort of introduction from the agency to the brand I think brands are still a little bit unsure yeah and <laughs> yeah. You, you bring a very important narrative into this conversation that uh, you deal mostly with the SME mm. sector what is their view is it one of those where they're like no but this is not for us again you know SMEs are a, a different kind of animal to work with because they're yeah. very they've got limited budget so for them they just want to see sales and they oh, want to okay. see immediate return yeah. so All to right. kind of say to them listen you're not gonna you're not gonna have a huge sales spike after this campaign but yeah. by the end of the year throughout multiple campaigns we yeah. are gonna see growth and you know so it's kind of convincing them and holding their hands as to say that you know sales isn't always the objective brand awareness is um, you know shouldn't be underestimated and that's where influencers in my opinion really play a big role is yeah. the um, awareness okay uh, Fawn Rogers, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for, for joining us. What next for your business? Um, good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, this year, I've just, like I said, I recently done an influencer campaign and, and it really did um, do well and yeah. we saw a great return. So I'm trying to include more of those this year and do um, a lot more sort of 360 campaigns because I think, 
you're looking at the marketing mix, like I said, I focus on social media, but you All need right. to always take a holistic approach to brands. Exactly. So influencer marketing will definitely become one of the tools that I'll be using in future sort of 360 campaigns. Yeah. Thank you so much. Good luck thank with you. your business. Thank you very and, much for uh, having me. Thank you so much for coming through. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was Fawn Rogers. Unfortunately, we have to love you and leave you. Until next time, thank you so much.